I'm your host, Nicole Matheson. This series is for those moments when you feel lost, broken, and all out of hope. The stories are here to inspire you to rebuild from a foundation of deep inner connection, rising up stronger, clearer, and more truly you than ever before. The message of this podcast is that you are going to be okay. There is a part of you that is unbreakable, and this could be the start of something even better. Imagine life as your canvas. But instead of having a clear plan that you stoically cling to, you let the art unfold and evolve as you go, step by step. Whenever you started worrying or contracting in fear, wondering if this is it or if you are good enough, you remember it is only paint or whatever. It is not life or death. Flora Bowley artist, visionary and teacher, lets her brave intuitive painting style inform not only her art but her life as well. Her art being the muscle building ground for a life less scripted. And people love it. Not only is Flora a successful artist but she has found her purpose in leading thousands of women on their own brave intuitive journeys. In this episode of Unbreakable, Flora shares the gifts for everyone in asking for help. The courage of asking, is this still working for me in life and in art? How just like people, paintings need to go through something uncomfortable to have depth. Why being stuck is such a great sign. This is a beauty. And why it is okay and actually quite revolutionary to allow yourself to constantly change. I loved that one. Flora is living the dream. She is such an inspiration and one of my absolute heroes. I hope you love it. It's such a great question. It really makes you kind of go back into your files of memories and can think about when were, when was I at that place? And I feel like when I thought about that question, there was just a few different moments that came to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, like I mentioned, you know, a year and a half ago, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and seven weeks later left this earth. And so that was definitely one of those moments. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, you know, the, the, the moment that I would love to just dive into, um, a little bit here is, a different kind of bathroom floor moment. It wasn't the kind about losing a loved one, um, but it was more of a personal uh, identity crisis, I guess you could call that. And um, it came at a time when I had been working for, oh, probably 15 years or so towards being a full-time painter. I got that in my mind when I was about 18, and I thought that was the would be the ultimate dream job that if I could be a painter for my living, that I would, that's, that would be like, I'd totally arrived, you know? And so fast forward, um, after tons and tons of hard work and dedication to that dream, I got there, you know, and I, and I was paying my bills that way, barely. <laughs> and <laughs> I was, uh, living as a painter. I was, that was my job. And, um, I did that for a couple of years. I don't even know if it was more than one year, but right. You know, I was in it just barely. And I really was struck with the realization that that wasn't my dream job. And it was, yeah, it was kind of a sinking feeling, again, on a different level than, you know, losing someone or something like that. But nonetheless, it was um, hard. It was a hard moment to, because I didn't know what my dream job was. Right. I, you know, it was like, well, if it's not this, then what? And I put so much energy into getting to this place. And so, you know, what I did in that, 
moment or string of realizations is that I just started talking to a lot of people about it. Um, Mm. People trust, you know, my friends, my peers. And I just started saying, hey, (laughs) I'm in a place where I'm realizing this isn't it. Or I should be more clear and say it's not the whole of it, you know, because to me being, you know, art is who I am, like being a creative person, painting is, is, I knew that was a part of it, you know, but I thought, well, what, what is it if it's not it, you know, if that's not all of it. And I just, you know, kept asking questions to people that know me and love me. And, um, one of my friends, Anahata Katkin, who's someone I work with, um, she has a company called Papaya that licenses my, licenses my work, but she's also a really good friend of mine. And I remember the moment we were having breakfast out and I was telling her my dilemma and she said, well, what about teaching, teaching art? And it was like, it had literally never crossed my mind one time until she said that, which looking, I'm just like, how is that possible? How did I not think of that? Anyways, it didn't, you just, you know, I had been a yoga teacher for a long time and uh, a painter for a long time, but I had never considered painting or teaching painting. And so um, she just dropped that in my ear, <laughs> and she also proceeded to write a blog post um, in the weeks following that conversation, where she was kind of introducing some of my work to her audience, and then she just added this little sentence at the end, and it said, she's considering teaching workshops. <laughs> like she just, I love she just threw that in there. And it was so interesting, because the next day, I was like flooded with emails and some phone calls from people that were really interested in the workshops that totally didn't exist at this point. Right. And so it was this really big realization that there was a, there was energy behind that idea. And I was, I was also really getting excited about the possibilities of that. And so, you know, I said yes to one of the folks who um, invited me to come teach at her retreat, art retreat uh, on the East coast. And I went and I taught and it was like everything opened up for me. It was this whole world, you know, within a week I got a book deal. I was traveling around the world. It was insane. <laughs> it was a, it was such a resounding yes from the universe of just like, wow. yes, this is what you're supposed to be doing that I just, um, I was just on my path, like, right. Just, you know, boom, there it was. And, um, and everything since then has, unfolded in the most interesting magical ways to support this idea of me um, not just painting but sharing the process with people Mm. so I love that story it's so cool isn't it I just I actually love the bit about it hadn't occurred to you but you know your friend could see it and it kind of makes me think that sometimes well a couple of things happen sometimes we can get so stuck in it has to look like this and we can't, you know, break free of it. But also sometimes I think people could have suggestions from other people and go, but it didn't come from me, therefore it mustn't be legit, whereas you've just allowed it in, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was really, I mean, I'm I'm like a, I'm a community person, you know, I'm always looking for help from my people and I, I get a lot from people in my life in that way. Like I'm, I'm sort of the opposite of someone that feels like they have to do it all themselves. Mm. I'm just like, Oh hell no. Like I'm help me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I think because of that and because that's like in my nature to when I did have a bathroom floor moment, it was to seek help. And, and, you know, to be totally honest, it was the same when my mom got sick. I mean, immediately I established a, a text thread with my closest people that said, okay, this is happening. And that was that thread. I mean, it's so funny. It's a text thread. Like we Mm. think of what could a text thread do? That text thread was my lifeline. You know, when I was back home taking care of her and I was just alone with that, that text thread, I mean, I can't even tell you, it was like gold, you know, because in my darkest moments, I could put out a little thing that just Mm. was like a, reach out, you know, and I have some really amazing wise friends in my life, you know, and they would just pour out their support and their offering and their wisdom. And it was like, it was, it was huge for me. I can't, I can't imagine do having done that alone. Um, 
so yeah, I think there's something to that, to, to being able to ask for help because I think it's a, it's a, it, I think of it as I didn't always used to think of it this way, but now I do. I think of asking for help as giving someone the opportunity to serve. And I feel like that's a gift because they got so much out of the experience too. Yeah. You know, my mom, like they just being able to have sort of a front row seat to my darkest moments to them was a gift to them and being able to help and for, for them to really know that they really did help. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, you know, people want to help, you they know, do. especially the ones closest to us. And so often we just don't let them because we're like, we can do it, you know, but. And when you let them, you're letting them in, you're letting them into your heart, aren't you? I mean, the bonds yes. that you now share from that. Oh, it's so deep. It's intimate. So it's, it's intimacy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And there's that vulner. you know, it's all comes back to vulnerability. Like yeah. Brene Brown always talks about, it's like, you're not going to get that kind of intimacy without the vulnerability. You, you know? don't get that from the facade. You don't. You don't. You don't. And that's such an interesting thing these days because we all have this, uh, well, you know, some of us have this online presence, right? Mm -hmm. And very much be a facade or feel like a facade because mm -hmm. there's also that, um, you know, I'm not going to share every bit with my, you know, 100,000 people that are listening to me. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I don't think we should. I feel like it's so important to keep um, to keep things, some things private and to, um, to know that it's only certain people that have earned those things yes. uh, to be on that certain level. But at the same time, I mean, when I was going through it with my mom, I was being, um, I was sharing the story, not, not all of it. Right. But I was sharing, I was sharing some of the story with people and that because I do have, you know, an audience of people that are listening, it created I still hear stories, I mean, regularly from people that were really positively affected by the mm -hmm. fact that I was able to share that story as I was going through it. Yeah. And I feel like it was this ripple effect mm -hmm. of, of, of compassion and love and all of these things, you know, that um, if I had kept, if I had chosen to just keep it all to myself and, or just with myself and my close friends, that I would have missed all that, you know? Um, because I actually did get so much re uh, support from people I didn't know yeah, right. during that. Yeah, it was so it actually, it actually was helpful to you, right? It actually was helpful. It was so helpful. If anyone out there is listening and you are one of those people that offered me love, thank you. <laughs> I was felt me so too. <laughs> thank you. I read every single comment. I mean, it was just, again, another another lifeline for me during, a, during yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I love, I uh, just want to come to your painting for a moment because your painting style is what you, you term brave and intuitive, which I love. Right. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think there is, and, and watching videos of you paint, like really those two terms are what, you know, the best description of, of what you're doing there. Um, and I've, I've heard you talk about it as a metaphor for life before but I'm just wondering how that has helped you with bathroom floor moments being brave and intuitive yeah yeah so so much uh, yeah the metaphor uh that is present in the process is something that I'm uh in love with uh looking at <laughs> because it's it's a, it just keeps giving there's mm -hmm. there's so much there's so much richness there and to me, um, you know, painting is something I love to do, but I've always been a, a, a seeker in many ways. I've always been a seeker of how to, how to live better, how to live more authentically, how to, how to serve, how to be open to receiving what I need to hear, you know, all of those things. And so to me, more and more and more, the painting process has just become a vehicle for learning mm. for me, um, which is cool because in some ways it, it really takes the pressure off what the painting actually looks like. <laughs> no matter what, 
you've learned something, you know, like no matter what. Um, so yeah, in terms of the, the brave intuitive parts, um, I, I often think of when, when I'm painting, it's like I'm flexing those muscles because my process involves letting go of having a plan, mm-hmm. um, before Start. You know, that's a big piece of it is I always say that to my students. It's okay. Whoever's out there scheming, you're getting in your own way already, right? So we got to drop our plans and everyone's like, <gasps> can you okay. spot a plan like a mile off? Are you like, hey, over there, I see you're planning. <laughs> They're like a little too like crippled up or something. They're like scheming. No, um, no, it's so natural. That's the thing. It's yeah. so human. It's so human to want to know, to have a plan. Oh, certainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We crave that, and for and for very good reason, you know. Um, and so to step up to a b- big blank canvas, in the case of my work, um, can be really, really scary without a plan, you know. And so, yeah, you're like, I totally get that. I do. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I think um, we talk about letting go of the plan, and when we let go of the plan, what is there is possibility. It's like everything that wasn't in the plan is now open to come forth, mm. right? Whereas just have the plan, all of those other doors are closed because you got your plan. <laughs> you so got your plan. It becomes expansive and infinite all of a sudden. Yeah, which is also scary, right? But really, really wonderfully freeing at the mm. same time. And so, you know, one of the things that I often say because people are like well what if I what if I want to paint that tree is that okay it's my intuition telling me I want to paint that tree (laughs) it gets confusing (laughs) it gets confusing but here's the thing and this is you know I always say okay this is what sums up the whole process in like one sentence is that yes make make bold commitments based on your intuition based on or based on shit based on your idea that you want to paint a tree who cares if it's where it comes from you know you have this urge Let's call it a craving. So do it just like in life. You have an idea. You want to start this business. You want to do this thing, right? Like, okay, great. Do the thing. Like commit to it. You know, don't just dabble. Just like go for it. That's the brave part, right? But can you do that while simultaneously staying open to change? Oh, yeah. That's when stuff gets interesting, right? Because that's when it's like, okay, so I I tried on the tree. Mm-hmm. I painted, painted the tree, right? So I step back, and now I get to ask myself, and to me, this is the fun part. You get to ask yourself, well, is it working? Do I love it? Am I excited? Is there energy there still? Is that original energy that wanted to paint a tree, is it still there? Or am I kind of like over it already, you know? Or is it just like I don't even have an opinion? Oh, <laughs> like, God, I just, I just think those questions are so brave. So brave. Yeah. It's like, I'm just thinking about how they actually are a metaphor for life. It's like, do I still love this job? Do I still love this man I'm married to? Do I still want to live here? You know, like, holy. It's about, it's about staying current mm-hmm. with what is actually true for you right now. Yeah, That's the whole thing. And so if that tree is lighting you up still, awesome. <laughs> keep going. Keep add leaves. Do whatever, you know, like it's. There's no reason to change it if it's working. You know, that's a, an important underlying f- philosophy in my work is that if it's working, great, you yeah. know. Um, but if you're feeling even like, well, it's pretty good and I'm pretty afraid that I can't do anything better, mm. right? That's me. That's-, that's where I get in my paintings. Yeah. So I sort of come in with this idea of like, well, it's just paint, you know, first of all, let's remember what we're working with here. It's not life and death. It's paint on canvas. Mm -hmm. And so it gives us the opportunity to try for something better, try for something that really, truly lights us up, you know, and sometimes, I mean, that means turning the tree upside down and the tree suddenly turns into a woman's skirt and the skirt leads to this whole other thing. Do you see where I'm going? So it's like being open to the fact that, yes, that tree wanted to come through, but maybe it was for a whole different reason that you didn't even know. Mm. And, and it's so fun when you can just embrace that um, line of thinking and way of behaving because it leads you to some really interesting territory 
Whereas when you lock down on your original idea, sometimes it can feel really flat, you know, both visually and energetically. Which is really exactly what happened to you because your original idea of being an artist, a painter, living exactly. off your work, became yeah. flat. You're it like, did. hang on a sec. Yeah. I'm lonely. I'm alone in my studio all day. <laughs> what am I doing to help the world? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I know, I thank you for bringing it around because it's so true that that experience for me was absolutely a moment where I got to put my painting practice into life practice, mm -hmm. you know, and get really curious. I mean, I think curiosity is one of our most powerful uh, abilities as humans. And so when, when I hit that wall, I started asking questions. Yeah. I started talking to my friends. I started meditating more, you know, I started mm -hmm. think, really sitting with it. Well, if it's not this, then what, mm -hmm. you know, and I think in the painting process, when we can get curious about, well, well, if this doesn't feel like it, then where is it? Mm. It allows us to keep exploring, you know, and it's the creative process is so awesomely not linear, you know, as you know, so it's like, so what happens is that you do you try this brave thing on and you're making the changes. And then you're like, well, that looks like crap. Like, I really liked it much more before when it was so so. So then you get the opportunity to move through the crap. You know, you get to sit with that and go, okay, what did I learn here? You know, what did I learn here? Um, let this layer dry, maybe work on something else for another minute so you can kind of get fresh perspective, right? Come back to it and go, how can I transform this crap that I just did into something else? Something else. The alchemist. Go through layers of not know. I, mean, I call it the awkward teenager phase, you know, because it's like so much of our paintings are just like, we don't know. And they look terrible. And that's, and that's how it, just like a teenager doesn't really know who it is, who that person is yet, but it's like trying to figure it out. Mm. And that can be awkward along the way. Right. Yeah. But if we keep loving it and they keep experimenting and being curious, eventually they figure themselves out just like a painting will eventually figure themselves out. And usually the paintings, from my experience, that have gone through something that was brave and uncomfortable <laughs> slash looked like really bad for a while. <laughs> Those paintings are the ones that um, are usually a lot more interesting than the ones that just kind of magically came together like poof and there it was, you know? Yeah. There's depth. Yeah. It's like people. You know, you meet people that have really been through it or been through something and they've come out the other side like it's a hero's journey, right? There is so much depth there. And then you might meet someone else who's just kind of been riding along, easy style. I don't know if those people exist really, but anyways. Um, you know what I'm saying, though. It's, it's, I it's, do. That's, that's the whole point of this podcast is to celebrate <laughs> that, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to ask you about fear. Like, right. in those moments where you're like, if, if not this, then what? How did it feel? Like with my job thing? Yeah. You know, it was, um, it was uncomfortable mm -hmm. to not know. Just like it's uncomfortable that when you don't know what your painting's going to turn into, mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable. But at that point, I'd been, I mean, honestly, I'd been painting for all these years. And so I'm a person that I think because of my painting practice, am more comfortable in the unknown um, as a result. Okay. Right? I'm more comfortable because it's just like I'm in that territory all the time when I'm painting. Okay. And I realize that it's part of what you have to go through to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. um, like I just said, and that's when things are more interesting. So it was uncomfortable. Um, but I also had this deep kind of knowing, I guess that's just intu the intuition around it, was that there was something else that was e going to be even more amazing than being a full-time painter. Mm. You know, I just had, I just had no idea what it was, but I just, I knew I trusted, I guess I trusted that, um, when I did figure it out, it was going to be something even greater than I could imagine, which it totally has been. Totally has been. Yeah. And I feel so, like yeah. what you're actually trusting is that well, I suppose it's nearly that your soul is speaking through the frustra frustration. Like, 
the frustration is just a signpost and I trust that. Yeah. Yeah. It's those voices, you know, I'm sure everybody's sitting there going, Oh yeah, I know what mine are. <laughs> you know, it's that voice in your head that's telling you something. It's mm. telling, mm-hmm. it keeps freeing its head because there's something that's your soul talking to you, Yeah. you know, and you keep shutting it down, you know, you're kind of shutting down a part of yourself. And sometimes we have to, you know, sometimes life calls us to have to do that for a while. But I think if the voice persists, um, you know, it's, it's really important to listen to it, even though it might be scary. It might mean that you need to make a change. Yeah. And if the voice persists and continues to get ignored, it generally comes out in all kinds of horrible issues and anxieties and depression. And yeah, so that's the choice really. It's like the brave choice of listening or, yeah. Or living in. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I want to ask you, like you kind of have have shared where you found some hope in some of your most challenging moments with with community and friends and reaching out. Is there anywhere anywhere else that you've kind of turned to for for hope and uh, Mm. something to kind of hold on to? For me, um, getting in my body, uh, is a really huge tool. It always has been. Um, I've always been a, you know, a dancer and a yogi and a mover and a, just a, you know, I, I, I'm in my body a lot. And for me, when I'm going through anything that feels stressful or scary, or like I'm really up in my head about it, I try to, I, I walk, I run, I sweat. I, uh, you know, I, I do, I dance, because it's, it's like my total elixir <laughs> in those moments, because I realize I'm not really accomplishing anything usually when I'm just letting everything spin around in my head. Mm-hmm. In fact, that, that causes me a lot of anxiety, <laughs> usually. Mm-hmm. You're not alone there. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I mean, if I can be out in nature, even better, you know, like that, to me, it's so grounding to be able to go and just be with trees or be with water. Um, I mean, I have a dog that's like my little, like, not little at all. She's really big, but, um, (laughs) you know, she's like an ally for sure, you know, and I just need to snuggle up with her. But I I feel like, yeah, for sure, getting in my body is uh, my number one Mm. way. That and and the community, calling in in the community for sure. Yeah. And painting as well? Does that? Oh, yeah. Does that? Oh, yeah, that. So funny. That's so integrated in my life that sometimes I forget. But um, yeah, I mean, recently I, I've really been remembering that because, you know, we're, we're going through, let's just call it an interesting time in the United States right now. Yeah. And, and sure there's are. a lot, there's a lot going on. There's a lot. I mean, frick, all my people are just, we're all, we're all having a lot of feelings um, yeah. and a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so I, have been painting more and I've been so soothed by my process of painting and just letting myself get it out on the canvas because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I started my last painting that I just did this big, big painting. I started all with just words and it was just all these thoughts I was having and I just scrawled them across the canvas. You couldn't even read half of them or more than half of them, but it it was like getting them out of my brain and like Mm. putting you know, and I think writing does that too. It puts, mm. you put your thoughts somewhere that's outside of yourself. <laughs> um, and, and just allowing myself to get lost with the colors. And then for this particular painting, it turned into a real physical experience. Like I was just like dragging like rags across it and like dripping water and wow. like really letting the physicality um, be an important part of the process for that one. Mm. So much better after. It was like a cathartic experience. So, and, and do you feel it in, like looking at the painting? Does it have a sense of this time on Earth in, in Portland? It, <laughs> yeah, it does. It's um, yeah, I'm, it's actually one that I'm going to show for my. I have a, a monthly program called the Painting Session. Excuse me, the Painting Sessions, and it's going to be the December painting. So I'm excited to be able to share it because it really was kind of a breakthrough reminder mm. for me that yeah, I can go to the canvas right now, you know, and, and it was the, I wasn't trying to make it pretty. I wasn't trying to 
you know, contain it in a way that felt digestible. I was just like letting myself go for it, <laughs> like really kind of wildly. And as a result, oh, I just love this painting. I love, oh, wow. it's different. I wish I could show your people. Maybe I'll send you a picture. Um, yes, it, it's got a different energy than most of my work um, because it's so much, it's so emotive. Mm. You know, it came from emotion and it's raw and I left, I left it raw in the painting because sometimes I start that way and then I kind of like pretty things up or whatever. But this one I was like, Oh no, I'm feeling that's the part of the painting that's working for me is yeah. the fact that, that it feels raw. And so it has, it almost feels like it's got this, it's like breathing or something. There's like a real vibrancy to it. And it just made me want to paint like a hundred more paintings that way. Oh. <laughs> Just yeah. talking to you makes me want to paint like a hundred more paintings. So okay, <laughs> yeah. I like to have. You. I'm sure you have that effect on everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm wondering, Flora, if you could tell us uh, where you find the part of you that is unbreakable, and what mm. that would mean to you. Hmm, that's a great question. Well, I'll. I just want to start by saying I think a huge part of my unbreakableness comes from my family and my specifically my parents, specifically my mom, mm -hmm. um, you know, who just raised me in this way that was so beautifully empowering. Um, so I had that love and support from a very young age. And I, I know that's not everybody's story. And so I'm very grateful that that is mine. Mm -hmm. And I I lean on that in myself, you know, I lean on this, this knowing that I'm okay, <laughs> even when things are hard, because like I was told that my whole life. Um, wow. And, you know, I questioned it plenty along the way. We all do. Right? But I think there's something like in me, in my core, that's really strong from that, mm. that so I think a lot uh, of parents right now pricking up their ears writing a little <laughs> note to self <laughs> yeah, totally it's so important I mean they all know that but I just yeah I just feel like my parents were so so rock steady in their love and mm. and I was kind of a you know I was out there with uh <laughs> my path and you know I didn't take a traditional path I never have um and so they had to trust a lot that everything was going to work out for me, mm -hmm. even though it's like, really, you're going to be an artist. Like, you know, I was like living out of warehouses for years, you know, <laughs> like just trying to like scrape it by and do my passion. And, and they supported me that whole time, you know, and wow. I know they worked for me too, but they, they believed, they, they just believed in me. And so that allowed me to believe in myself, you know? Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful that you can lean on that. I love that yeah. kind of imagery, nearly, of, of you know, things are tough and they feel really shitty and everything's turned to chaos, but you, there you are leaning into, you know, that, I don't know, the essence of that love, I suppose, like just letting it hold you. Yeah. And, you know, even though my mom's not here anymore, it's like she's, all of that's still here. Oh, Yeah. You know, and I carry that and that actually makes me feel so close to her, like mm -hmm. in this time, you know, after her passing that it's like, wow, I, I'm carrying her really. And mm -hmm. she was really strong. And so that's a, that's a beautiful thing that we get to keep when yeah. our love passed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and do you have like rituals and, uh, I don't know, a ceremonies to, to tune into that unbreakable part or I do I you know I'm I'm definitely a person that struggles with like having a morning routine that's always the same and like I'm just like way too I don't know distractible or something but too, too brave and intuitive perhaps <laughs> too brave and intuitive. I can't do the same thing every day no so I don't have like uh, I crave that I really do I crave having you know I look to people that are like I do every morning I do this and I'm like wow that's amazing and then I'll try and then I'll like fall off and whatever so I'm really into just making sure that every day contains certain things. And so for me, it's like, I want to tune into my mom, for example, every day at some point, 
And sometimes it's fleeting, like a moment where I look at the clouds or something. And then other times it's like a full blown meditation where I'm just like totally connecting with her. Um, I want to remember to breathe. <laughs> That's like simple stuff, right? I want to remember to breathe. I want to and again, like be that, kind. Would, would that just be a moment? The remembering to breathe is just like, okay, I'm going to breathe now. Mm. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes it's a moment. Sometimes a lot more, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like, I want to make sure that these things happen. And I, more and more as I get older, I just let myself off the hook and in, in how they happen. And like, just the appearance and the order and the, I don't know, just all the details around how they happen. Like it doesn't really matter. Mm. And like being kind can be the person in the grocery store line or whatever, you know, like it just doesn't have to be fancy and it doesn't have to be prescriptive. It mm. just has to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and some days are, you know, all about self care and like all super amazing like that. And other days I'm really, really busy, you know, and I get up and I make my tea and I'm sitting at my computer within like 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. Those, I have those days too. That's yeah. how I get stuff done. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think I'm just trying more and more to integrate. Um, and that's, I wrote a book, my recent book that came out just this month is called creative revolution. And it's, it's all about that kind of integration, um, of how can our whole, experience as humans be more creative um and i broke it into body mind and spirit so that there's sort of these three you know parts of ourselves if you will um so it's not as much just about painting these big scale acrylic paintings because you know i mean i don't even get to do that very much and i know for a lot of people that's that's not going to happen you know but we can take these moments and we can think about things in a more creative way and we can you know just be more present to life and, and me there's there's so much potential in simple moments to uh to to love more to to create more to love ourselves more mm. that's what i'm interested in these days <laughs> absolutely and i love that you are bringing that together with art and how art can be a um a vehicle for loving yourself more and being kinder to yourself and Letting yourself yeah. off the hook a bit and yeah, being less regimented and yeah. not, not be having to cling to that plan. And yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful vehicle for that. Isn't it really like the work that I do, I, I try and center people back in their hearts and, mm. and out of the, the stories and the noise and the negativity and the judgment of the head. And I feel yeah. like, you know, it really aligns with what you're doing, which is, coming back to courage which comes from the heart you know it doesn't come from logic okay yeah. i'm gonna, <laughs> i'm gonna be brave now Nuh-uh. it means letting go of all of that and doing it anyway sort of thing so yeah absolutely so um if there was a woman who was having her bathroom floor moment right now whether it's loss of a loved one or oh my god I don't know what I'm doing. This is my dream and I'm not loving it. Um, what do I do now? What would your advice, what would you tell her? Mm. Well, one thing that I'm working on myself <laughs> is letting myself have more feelings. Mm. And I know for some people that's not the problem, <laughs> right? It's not the issue. Plenty of feelings. For me, sometimes I tend to just want to like, like brave onward you know like mm -hmm. just stoic like if you would have asked me this even like a couple of years ago I probably would have been like well it's time to pick yourself up off the floor and get going you know and I think now I'm just like okay the most important thing is to allow yourself to really really feel the feelings you're having and to not feel bad about them not to feel shame not to stuff them down like, let them happen. Let them happen. And let them happen as long as they need to happen. Like, that's the first thing, you know? And then I think the next thing, although there's no linear path here, um, is to trust <laughs> that there's gifts in this pain that you're experiencing. 
um, that you might not know what they are for a very long time if you even ever do in this lifetime. Um, but I know for me, losing my mom was such a, there were so many gifts that came from that experience. Like my, my capacity for compassion, like grew like a hundred times, you know? Uh, whereas I feel like some, for someone that's going through losing, say their mom right now, I could really be there for someone like that Mm. where before this actually happened to me, I would be pretty uncomfortable to know what to say or to, you know, I'd be afraid I was going to do the wrong thing because I didn't really know. And like I said, I'm not so in touch with my emotions. Like I would like, you know, I'm moving in that direction, but yeah, just to know that there's these, that there's these hidden gifts in everything and that just, you know, it comes back to the painting process and like be to be um, surrendered a bit to the unknown and know that it's okay that you don't know what's going to happen right now, that, that that's okay. And it's can be really uncomfortable, but that um, there's magic afoot and there's things happening that will, um, if you just can hold on, you know, and trust that, that, the most amazing things are waiting for you just right beyond these hardest moments. I think mm. what I say when people are really stuck in the painting process, I'm like, okay, awesome. You're so stuck. Cause you know, what's right on the other side of that always is a breakthrough. You know, you don't get to have a breakthrough if you don't get stuck. So I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But you don't get to have a breakthrough if you don't get stuck. Yes. <laughs> it's true yeah cool that's such beautiful advice actually I remembered the question I wanted to ask you because this is something I struggle with um the fine line between living a soulful life which for me is about being on the pulse of what feels alive and real and like the path I need to follow and discipline. Ooh. You know, because discipline yeah. is needed. It's required. It, you need strategy, especially as business women. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I need to plan ahead or, you know, stoic yeah. on occasionally. Mm. Um, I'm just wondering what your approach to that is. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, a couple things just popped into my mind. And one was you know, like when people in the painting process are feeling really overwhelmed with options, you know, they're like, Oh my God, I can do anything. And now I'm, that makes me feel paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I love this metaphor of, of the banks of the river. Um, you know, if you give yourself some parameters, like some, maybe it's, I'm only going to work with blue and green, Mm. or I'm only going to really focus on this one shape right now. So like whatever it is, you know, in the painting, you can kind of narrow the field a little bit because by giving yourself the banks of the rivers, there's a freedom within that. Mm. That kind of relates to what you're talking about. I also believe that like from a business perspective, being really, really clear about what your core values are, um, is the most important thing. Knowing why you're doing what you're doing, knowing the why <laughs> behind what you're doing, instead of just all of the what you're doing, the what, the what, the things you're doing, mm. um, is really, really important. Because to be totally honest, I really have never had a business plan, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here I am finding myself. I was just on the cover of a business magazine last month, and I was like, oh my god, this is so funny to me. Anyways, but um. That's hilarious. I know. I'm like, what, since when did I become a business expert? But, but I have been really, really clear in my mission yeah. for a really long time. And I've also been really, um, I've embraced creativity, not just in the paintings, obviously that's happening, but in how I run my business. Mm. And so making, like, for example, making those cho- those bold choices while staying open to change, mm. always checking in, is this working? Is this not working? Mm. What's happening now? And so I'm kind of staying on my feet a lot. Um, I'm also really grateful to be in a place where I have a couple of people that work with me that are really organized and like really detail oriented. So I can sort of be in my more visionary place and still like the ship sails on, right? Because I've got the support. But but that wasn't 
that wasn't always the case. <laughs> no. I did a lot. I did everything on my own for a long time, and I definitely would put on those different hats of being like, okay, right now I'm going to do some planning, you know, right now I'm going to really go into the details and then, but just always remembering to stay open and to stay spontaneous and to know that it's okay to change your path. I think that's huge. And if there's nothing else, my painting process gets across to people. I think is that is like, it's okay to change course. Oh my and in fact, if you don't, when you need to, then you're stuck doing the thing that you maybe shouldn't be doing. So, Oh yeah. You don't, Those are some thoughts. You don't, you don't understand how beautiful those words are to hear. I've, I've changed my path, like, a lot. And it's always been a non-choice for me, you know? It's like my head saying, you can't. Come on, we got it all set up in this direction. There's no way you can change. This is going so well, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no. And it's, it's, it's always about my core values. And it's always about my my soul gifts you know but it's it's hard it's hard because I, no one else understands it you know because they're not feeling the the flatness or the aliveness and exactly it's nice to to hear the permission out loud <laughs> yeah and it's really the work of leaders I think you know there's plenty of people that are following along but for people to stay out ahead of that and stay moving forward we are the ones that have to be like course changing as we go because we're not we're not following it I mean we we're following who we're following but yeah. you know what I mean I kind of out yeah so it's a, it's kind of like a responsibility that we have and, uh, and and permission giving to everyone to follow yeah what feels right yeah. absolutely I mean yeah. you know if I was still stuck in an old business that I'd grown out of whilst telling my clients to follow their you know their truth it's like doesn't really work That's does it yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. That's beautiful. So, <laughs> um, so where are you now on your? Um, I actually got an e- email from you this morning in inviting me to a book launch in Portland. Which you know, <laughs> can you make? I, I would love to come. I, I said to my husband, I think it would be rude not to. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> Time to buy some plane tickets. <laughs> Sounds like quite a party. That sounds like fun. Well, we figured we should bring the people together. You know, we like to do that. So, yeah, and the book, the book is new. So we're, we're going to, I'm not doing any kind of book tour or anything, but we're, we're at least, the least we can do is have a party at our own, my own studio. So that sounds awesome. I'll be sure to check it out. And um, I'm sure there are many people who'd love to, after this, listening to this conversation, go and check out your work. So where can people find you? So my website is floraboli.com. That's my name. And that's the, that's the hub. That's where, that's where you can find all my stuff and my courses. And uh, the thing I'm really excited about right now is actually the e-course that's going to be going along with the book. I feel like the book is, you know, it's funny with books. They, you're done writing them like a year before they come out. Mm. So now that it's finally out, I'm like, oh, I'm so on to this other stuff. <laughs> but um, now I really know what creative revolution means, <laughs> but the cool thing is, um, I get to make an e-course. Uh, and so the e-course to me is where my real current, um, you know, and, and feelings about the whole thing can, can come through and it's so much more dimensional than a book. Um, so that's going to be coming out, uh, in January and it, it's a, about a lot of the stuff we were talking about, um, specifically, uh, the integration piece of bringing creativity and braveness and intuition into your daily life. And uh, a lot of it is actually, um, most of it actually are exercises that you can just do at your kitchen table. And so it's really different from, as you know, um, you know, most of my work in the past is about these big paintings (laughs) and this is, um, much different. It's about like, there's all these exercises and it's, they're just prompts to get you going with creativity and it's they're not necessarily about finishing anything although I think most of them are they're really inspiring and so you know I all I had actually had seven students um come go through the course with me on film so that you see um how other people take the prompts you know instead of just me being me 
And every single one of them left feeling like super inspired to, you know, pick up their watercolors or their oil pastels or their writing pens or their sketching or photos, you know, all these different things that are just doable. They're, they're things you can just do for five minutes in a day at your table. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then there's a whole bunch of morning practices, evening practices. There's a series called The Art of Aliveness, which is just about you know, these ways of incorporating things into our daily lives. And so I'm feeling super jazzed about this course because it feels super different than anything else I've done. And it feels really um, authentically where I am and what I'm craving right now in my So. Oh, I just love it. I love the sounds of that. I'll definitely be checking out that course. How awesome. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like, you know, it doesn't sound at all like anything I've ever heard of before, but um, one of my favorite creative manuals is, um, oh God, The Artist's Way and The, the Morning way, Pages. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's, yes. that is a revolutionary little piece of advice, you know, it's so simple, but just so to get simple. past your, your creative critic or your, your exactly. head voice. I mean, and it sounds like you've got a course that's got lots of, pointers in that direction yeah yeah uh, yeah I think it's going to be really helpful I think it's going to be great for people that have that craving to be creative mm -hmm. in a visual way which so many people do but you know for a lot of people painting like especially big paintings is just out of reach for space money whatever you know there's many reasons why it's not so easy and um and so this whole course is about making it easy making it doable you know, and uh, I, I'm really excited to share that with everybody. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm sure people will check it out. Thank you so much, Flora. Thank you. This was wonderful. To find the show notes and more info on the resources mentioned in this episode, head to nicolematheson.com forward slash podcast nine. While you are there, download my free gift, Sweet Soul Whispers, the soothing words you need to hear when you are lost and broken. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a review and rating on iTunes so that others can find this podcast. And then hit subscribe while you're there so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And actually, there is only one more episode left for the first season of Unbreakable, and it's a very special soul healing session to set you off on the right foot for 2017. So make sure you don't miss it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take really, really good care of yourself. Until next time. Bye.